Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 16. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her master, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with the rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Would you bow your heads for me, please? Our gracious Lord, we thank you so much for this day and and this time together. Father, to to lift praises to your name, to to lift our hands in, in praise and in song. Lord, to open your word and to know that it is truth and to know that that you are here amongst us. Father, open our hearts, open our minds. Lead us in a direction that only you can lead. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated, but please leave those Bibles open. You know, one of the authors um, that that I like that I like to read, and I've I've read him um, a, a few of his different books, um, was was Phil Yancey. Um, Yancey Phil Yancey is a Christian writer, um, he, and and uh, he has a, a, a strange uh, way of it, when he writes his books. And those that he writes, and when he writes to a Christian, he'll he'll take that that and, and put you into a position. He'll ask a question that a lot of times Christians are, are afraid to ask themselves. Um, and and when he does so, there we go. Now we're feeling better. I thought, is my voice getting that weak or what? But he makes Christians look at us as as the outside world would would look at us. Um, I, I listened to him at a, uh, I went to a conference one time and, and, uh, he happened to be the guest speaker there. And, uh, um, 
this is an analogy that that he gave about about Christians. Um, he said Christians are are like a, like people on on a bus, and as they drive down the road, they know they're going somewhere because they can feel the motion of the bus. But there's curtains on that bus, and and the Christians never really look outside the bus to see what's going on in in the outside world. And actually, many Christians, as they're on that bus, really don't care what's going on outside the bus. And then I would add this to that. More importantly, they don't care what the people on the outside see on the inside. They They really don't care whether people outside the bus can see in to see what what the Christian community is doing. We, we make Christianity um, kind of a, uh, a, a, different, a, a difficult religion to follow. Now, you know me, and you know that many times I have sat here, sat here, I have stood here and said, folks, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. But I, I said specifically that religion can be very, very confusing, especially when it's to the people of, of the outside world. Well, a lot of times we preach love, but we live something different. We don't show the love that, that we're supposedly preaching. You know, I, I would have to say that, that religion, though, can be a very complicated religion. It's, it's something that, that people on the outside world look at and they don't quite get it. They don't understand what makes the Christianity, it, it, they don't understand what makes Christians tick. They don't get it. Sometimes we're, we're lost in, in our rules and in our regulations. Um, and I would say this, that as Christians, sometimes we need to look at ourselves from the outside. We need to look and, and see who we are or how we are being perceived from from the people who are on the outside. I this is nothing against um well this is just the church I grew up in. Um I, Christians didn't smile. They they didn't look like they were enjoying life. Aren't we supposed to here's a question. Do you enjoy your life as a Christian? Yeah, come on, come on. I'm, I'm looking for something here. I'm looking for a, you know, do you enjoy that life? Do you show that life? Do you see it in your face? You see, in the church I grew up in, I, I thought that it might be, I don't know, a, a sin to smile. I, I don't know. But it was, people didn't smile. They, they had the old, you know, and I, I thought, wow, Christianity's a lot of fun. We have a great time being Christians. But, what do we do as, as, as people on the outside look in? How do, how do we project ourselves? This is one of the things that Phil Yancey, he keeps bringing out. He keeps bringing out how people look at us from the outside. You know, how do we project uh, Christianity? How do we project being Christians? Do we look like we're smothered by rules? You see, because people look at Christianity and they go, oh my goodness gracious. These guys have to live by rules. And, and, and I have a freedom here that I like, but, but to become a Christian, you know, that puts me 
that puts me in, 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 a, in a place or in a position where I have to live by rules. I have to live by, by regulations. I have to live under the, the thumb of an angry God. Well, that would make you frown. Is that what you look like in your Christian faith? Do you, do you show that, that happiness that, that we have? We talk about having freedom. We do talk about having the freedom of, of, of our Christian faith. But a lot of times we don't show it. We don't show that, that, that freedom. Folks, Christianity really is not a religion. It really is about a relationship. And, and there are times, folks, we really need to think about that. We need to think about what we project as Christians to an outside world. Does that mean we knuckle under and, and, and just, you know, open the doors and say, hey, you're okay, I'm okay, you live the life you want to leave, lead, and, and, and it's okay. Everything is okay. No, it does not. It does not mean that. We don't, we don't accept a sinful lifestyle, folks. We don't do that. But, how do we project, how do we project that, that, that freedom, that, that love that Jesus Christ gives us? How do we project that to an outside world? You see, it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing when you think about it. When, when you look at, at people on the outside. See, cause Paul had this particular problem as he began his ministry. Jesus Christ died for each and every one of us. Paul is is preaching Jesus. He's preaching grace and faith in Jesus. And this is different than anything that anybody had ever heard before. He's preaching grace. And and he's fighting against Jewish law and, and, and pagan rituals and because Paul will come into a community, he'll preach grace, he'll preach Jesus Christ, and then Jews will follow right in behind him and teach him about about the laws, about living under the thumb of an angry God. Yeah, that grace stuff, that's pretty good, but, but, grace means nothing if you're not circumcised. You know, that's what they're coming in behind him, and that's what they're... And, and he's fighting against the Jews. And he's fighting against those that are coming in behind him preaching false doctrine. You see, people in today's churches are, are stuck a lot of times in rules and regulations. There, there are a lot of, a lot of churches, a lot of denominations that believe that you live and die by the rules and the regulations of the church. Folks, that's not it at all. What we're talking about here is grace. What we're talking about here is about a God who would send his son to come to this earth, to die on a cross, not something that you earn, not something that you deserve. It was by God's grace, that gift, and through our faith in Jesus Christ that we, that we are, that we're saved, that you will, will, will enter into eternity with the Father. All through Jesus. You know, I, I saw a movie one time. Um, do you guys know Rowan Atkins? Is it Rowan Atkinson? He, he's Mr. Bean. Do you know Mr. Bean? He's an English actor. 
And and Mr. And this it was a cut up one time, but but in the movie, Mr. Bean goes to church. Okay, and he goes to an English church, but still, all in all, he goes to church, and he's not usually in church. And so he comes in and he sits down and he's sitting next to this stuffed shirt that's that's next to him, and and he's he's trying to get into the he's trying to get into the flow of of worship. Stand up, sit down, open this book, stand up, sit down. Every time they'd stand up, he'd sit down. Every time he'd sit down, they'd stand up. And it was, you know, and it was really, it was comical. It was really comical. But yet, in so many of the churches today, we might laugh at it, but then what do we project? It's, it's, isn't that funny that, that he can't get used to the rituals? Isn't it, isn't it too bad that, that here he is, just a, a common guy off the street, and he can't get into the swing of worship. Guys, now I don't know about you, but every time I hear majesty, it's got nothing to do with a tradition. It's got nothing to do with a ritual. There is a shiver that goes up my spine. And, and you know something? That's from the Lord. That's from the Lord. Majesty. Worship his majesty. You don't have to do a whole bunch of stuff in here to make that, that work. All that is, is, is a worship, a worship to the Lord. From here. From here. Not from, you know, there's, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, when it comes down, when it comes down to the church, um, I, I love the hymnal. I do. Because we can worship the Lord with that, with that hymnal. We can, we can raise our hands in praise and in song and, and, and just something right from the heart that we can reach out to the Lord. And the other book is this one right here. And you know, this is a ritual, if you want to call it that. If you want, if, if you being in your, in the Word of God, you, you want to look at that as, as being a ritual, then go ahead and do it, but it's not. It's living. And and this and this is where we communicate with our Lord, and this is where He communicates with us also, folks. We we can't we just can't be bound down in 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 rituals and and traditions. Oh, they're nice, they're nice, but we can't. What we have to do is look at all the Rowan Atkinsons out there who are coming into a church, and how do they feel? If they sit down, do we stand up? When they, when they, when they stand up, do we sit down? Do, do we make them feel as if the most important thing to them and to us is what happens right here? Right here. Because this is what is the most important thing. That faith that we have in, in Jesus Christ. I love, I, I love the story of, of Paul, um, walking through Philippi with, with, uh, Timothy and Silas and and Luke the author here of of Acts but and the slave girl that comes behind them and and you know every place that they go the slave girl comes in comes in behind them and 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 she cries out these men are the servants of the most high god who proclaim to us the way of salvation well she wasn't lying but but she did it over and over and over again. Everywhere that Paul and Silas went to went to go, every place that that they that they went during their time there in Philippi, here was this girl behind them, hollering out behind them uh, those words. And finally, Paul got fed up with it. 
Finally, he probably couldn't hear himself think because she's back there doing this all the time. And and he turns around and he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. Speaking, he was speaking to the to that to that spirit that was in. And and he pulled that that the Lord pulled that spirit out of that girl. And and it was when when that happened, she lost the ability that she had to be able to tell fortunes. Hey folks, how many of you have ever gone to a fortune teller? Look at this. Look at this. Don't do that. You don't you don't tempt God that way. Don't don't stand in, in, in you don't stand in front of a train during a train. You don't stand in front of Satan during Satan either. Look at that. Please. But but what happened when that when that evil spirit came out of her? The, the 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 people who were who owned her um, lost their ability to make money off her because she was making them big bucks by telling fortunes, and and they lost that ability. And I'll tell you, these guys who owned this 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 fortune teller, this young lady, they probably had not a clue, and they probably didn't care. What Paul was teaching, he probably they probably didn't care that Paul was was preaching the word of God. They probably didn't care that Paul was was not only preaching the word of God, but but that he was preaching Jesus. He was preaching grace until it hit him right in the wallet. And when it hit him in a wallet, all of a sudden they had they had issues. And so they take Paul and they take Silas and they drag him off to the to the magistrates. And in the worst, in the in the interest of time, I won't read any more into that. But they took him to the magistrates, and they said these guys are preaching against the traditions, the traditions of us people here, us Romans, and we shouldn't be listening to this because we lose money when we do it. And and the magistrates tore the clothes off of Paul and Silas, and they took the rods to him and they beat him. And when they beat him. They threw him into prison. And, and, and here they are in, in prison. Folks, this is not a clean place. This is a dirty place. This is back in the inside of, of this prison. They're locked up. They're laying on their backs. Their backs are bleeding, and they're laying on a cold, damp, dirty floor. And their feet are up in stocks as, as they lay there. And so what would you do in this situation? Look at verse 25. I'll show you what they did in this situation. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice saying, Don't, do, not, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And then he called for a light. He ran in and fell down before 
trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Folks, that's it. That's all it was. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Um, do you do you remember the definition of perfect faith? Do you remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, at the, at the time when they were about ready to be thrown into the furnace? And and the definition of perfect faith was this: you can you can throw us into the into the fire. You can throw us into the furnace if you want. I'm going to trust God to bring us out of it. But if he doesn't, we're going to praise him anyway. That's perfect faith. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know that I'm going to trust my God. That's perfect faith. That's what Paul and Silas were showing, laying there with bleeding backs on a, on a dirt floor feet up in the stocks, praising God, saying, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I'm going to praise my God no matter what. No matter what. And then the earthquake. Now, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you what, I'm not sure how you loosen, loosen chains and everything with an earthquake, but, but it did. It loosened. And that, and that jailer, when he woke up and he could see all the doors were wide open and he figured that all of the prisoners had run. And, and folks, it, it, it is so important for you to understand what happened then. And that, and that he went in and he grabbed Paul and Silas and he brought them out. And he said, Paul, I, I don't know, I don't know what you guys got. I don't know what you've got. But your backs are bleeding. You're, you're laying in a dirty cell. You're, you're hurting. Your feet are in stocks and you're singing to this God. What is up with this? Huh. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Folks, there were no rules. There were no regulations. There weren't any Okay, buddy, here's what you gotta do. You gotta run down, and if you're not circumcised, you gotta be circumcised, or, or if you were circumcised, you gotta run down, you gotta be baptized, you gotta do something. No. It was called believe. Faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Wow. The jailer, when he when he came to Paul, was was in need. The jailer, when he came to Paul, was like an outsider. He was an outsider, and he came and he says, "How do I get what you got?" You see, Paul didn't even say repent and believe. He didn't even say that. He said just believe. You know why? Because Jesus Christ wants you just the way you are. Don't fix yourself up. Don't make the changes. 
You just stay as you are and come to me. That's what he said. That's what he wants. And I want you to understand something about the love of Christ. And you need to know this. He loves you and calls you right where you are. Right where you're at. Right where you're at in in your life and just the way you are. And he loves you so much that he's not going to leave you there. He's going to change you. He's not going to leave you the way you were. You don't have to change yourself. He'll do it. You don't have the ability to change yourself. If you could have changed yourself, that would have been works. And Jesus is interested in, in our works to be able to come to the Father, to be able to come to eternity with Him. He's interested in faith. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and be saved. Be saved. He'll change you. And folks, if, if you have come in here with a broken heart, if you have come in here with, with something that is so heavy on your heart, folks, He'll heal you. The most important thing that you can do is believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And Jesus will do the rest. He has promised that. He has promised that in our lives. You see, there's nothing complicated about Jesus. There's nothing complicated about this relationship. The only thing that's complicated is when we get into religion and it's something that man does. Because when it becomes complicated and you come into a church and you don't know when they stand up, you sit down, and when you sit down, they stand up, and you can't figure it out, and Jesus wanted none of it. He didn't want any of it. He said, believe on me. Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. It gets no more simple than that. No rituals, no laws. It's so easy. It's so easy to have Christ in your heart. It's so easy to have Him make changes in your life because you've opened your heart to Him. But folks, here's the thing. You have to make a conscious decision. As that jailer came out before Paul and Silas and he dropped on his knees, Paul told him, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That jailer had to make that decision right then and there. Yes, I will. I will believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and believe and believe that I'm saved through it. You see, folks, when we look at, when people look inside this church, they think that because you're a Christian, because they look at the religion of it, and, and, and they say, these people want to take the life that I have away from me. No. No, folks. We don't want, Jesus doesn't want to take your life from you. He wants to give you life. It gets no better than this. He wants to give you life. And He wants to do it just the way Lord, we thank you so much. You're such an awesome God that you never threw rules and regulations at us. You sent your Son to die for us. You left it to us to look and to see Him 
and to say, yes, yes. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that he went to Calvary. I believe that, that my sins are forgiven through him. It's grace. Undeserved. An undeserved gift. But, Lord, if there is a heart this morning, if there is one here, if there is one that's troubled, if there's one that is not sure, Father, open our hearts. Open each heart, each open each troubled heart. And allow them to say, Yes, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in what He has done for me. Father, touch these hearts as only you can. Because they're yours. They're your hands. And I pray this in your most precious. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.